Let me ask you a question. Do you have a deep knowing that you're only just scratching the surface of where you're capable of taking your business growth? Are you successful but have some invisible hurdles that are slowing you down? Business growth comes from creating and implementing strategies and frameworks, but strategies and frameworks on their own will not take you to the level I know you desire and are capable of. Living in alignment with your unique human design will help you to attract the abundance you are ready for. And I've just created a free guide to help you understand your unique human design blueprint. It's called the Human Design Advantage, and you can get your copy over at samanthariley.global forward slash advantage. I find that a lot of people feel weird because they don't understand when to ask for the referral or quite how to ask for the referral. One of the things that I learned many, many years ago is about asking at the right time. Set up a cadence. If you have that cadence in that communication where you know what each other does and you sit down and deliberately look at ways that you can introduce each other, you will suddenly find that you have a steady stream of opportunity coming from those relationships. My name is Samantha Riley and this is the podcast for coaches, course creators and experts who want to grow their influence, income and impact to take their coaching business to a million dollars and beyond. We're going to share the latest business growth, marketing and leadership strategies, as well as discussing how you can use your human design to create success in business and life inside and out. Create the influence, income and impact you need to build your business so you can create your ideal lifestyle. It's time to make a difference and scale up. This is the Influence by Design podcast. Welcome to today's episode of Influence by Design. I'm your Thursday co-host, Samantha Riley, and joined by my lovely co-host, Tim Hyde. How are you today, Tim? What up, Sam? Oh, nice. He's bringing the energy. Oh, yeah, I try to, right? You know, we're recording quite late in the evening. I don't know, you're a bit, you know, you've had a big day, as have I, but I thought, you know, let's just buzz it up a bit. And, Absolutely. Uh, yeah, like I mean, other than that, we've got an awesome topic, one of my favourite topics. It is uh, one of your favourite topics. This is something that um, I've actually learned a lot from you about, so I'm looking forward to tapping into this. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, credit where credit's due. Um, we're going to talk about how to create a referral strategy. I know for me, when I speak to a potential client, one of the questions I ask them is if they have a referral strategy. And I don't think I've had anyone to this point actually say they do. So this is something that is really, really important is to actually have a strategy around referrals. Yeah, well, we talked about this a few episodes back, right? That um, referrals is a channel for your marketing, right? It's gonna bring a way of, of bringing in new business. And look, I've long thought referrals are the best strategy. I think. Mm -hmm. Yeah, certainly uh, studies that I've seen, I know you've seen the similar ones, Sam, that says referrals the best way to get new business. Mm -hmm. Universally, it's the best way to get new business. Closely followed by speaking on stage and, you know, then advertising and other things are like way, way down the list in terms of effectiveness. Scalability, obviously, very different. Mm -hmm. um, but as you say, you know, it, it's really interesting to see how many business, businesses rely on referral business as their best source of new opportunities, mm -hmm. but don't have any form of referral strategy in place mm. to ensure that this, you know, unbelievable, you know, pipeline yeah. <laughs> actually works for them, right? Absolutely. 
Yeah, if if it's your largest source of new um, business coming into your business, then leaving it to accidenti is probably not the best option. So let's jump in, Tim. Let's talk about how we create a referral strategy or, you know, uh, how we can leverage referrals the best way. Yeah. Okay. Well, look, I think, Sam, any referral strategy starts with two uh, two sources. Right? Mm-hmm. One of those is from partners and joint venture partners, mm-hmm. okay, strategic partners, and the other one is from your customers. Mm-hmm. Right? So I think those are the two we need to look at and to make either thing work. Just like any marketing strategy, we need to work at those things. So if you're going to get joint venture partners and, and strategic partners or referral partners to refer to you on a regular basis, well, we need a strategy about how we build that relationship, how we communicate the value that we bring to that person's audience and make sure that we continually execute it, right? Mm-hmm. Otherwise, it just doesn't work for us. So you and I talk on a regular basis. We are referral partners. We do refer to each other on a regular basis. You couldn't do that if you didn't know what I do, and I mm. couldn't do that with you if I didn't have a really deep understanding of what your service offerings is to clients and the benefit that you provide to your clients. I think that the most important piece here is not just understanding what the other does, but also talking about it regularly. So having a regular communication rhythm in place. Yeah. Yeah. And and look, you change what you do, right? You know, since we both started talking, (laughs) you know, we go back a few years, right? You you know, your business has changed, my business has changed. It's, It's still, you know, the core of it's still the same, but, you know, the service offerings are different. So, uh, what I see a lot is when people jump into, say, networking groups and think, I'm going to build these partnerships. And we sit down with someone and go, yep, we should refer each other. And you kind of head off in different directions. You don't talk to each other. You don't really you know, come up with a plan of action about what you're going to do and how you're going to either cross-promote or cross-refer on a regular basis. And you really don't spend the time educating each other on the nuances of what it is that you do. And then suddenly one to six months later and go, oh, that, what was that guy's name that I, mm. that I met at that referral event and he and was going to refer you, me. And- yeah, that's right. Even if you do remember them, right? So, you know, from a, from a, a strategic or, or referral partner perspective, you know, set up a cadence, right? So whether it's meeting weekly, whether it's meeting fortnightly, whether it's meeting monthly, whatever it happens to be, set that cadence and in that meeting go and say, Sam, Sam, who have you started working with this week? What are their challenges? Yeah, I think I can add value to that relationship there. Would you know? Are you comfortable introducing me at that particular point, mm. and vice versa? And if you have that cadence in that communication, where you know what each other does, and you sit down and deliberately look at ways that you can introduce each other, you will suddenly find that you have a steady stream of opportunity coming from those relationships. And obviously, Absolutely. the more of those relationships you have, the more opportunity those relationships will then generate for you. Absolutely. So so we're here, we're talking specifically about partnering with aligned businesses. Now, before we started recording, you mentioned something which is really, really important, and that's to understand are the people that you're partnering with upstream or downstream from the services that you're offering because you can't always have reciprocal referrals. Can you go more into this because – I think that this is really important 
you know, it's not a tit for tat. It's not, I'll refer you one person and now you refer me one person back because it doesn't work like that. No, not, not necessarily. And then I'm, you know, I'm just trying to think of some examples here where, you know, depending on the, the customer journey, right, you're the, if you think upstream, downstream, right, who is it that deals with your ideal client before they get to you? Mm-hmm. And who is it that you, who deals with your client after you've finished with them? Mm-hmm. So uh, let's pick real estate agent as an example. Mm-hmm. If you're a real estate agent, after you've sold a house to somebody, what is it that they need before the, after the after you? Right. So they might need a removalist company mm-hmm. right, to 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 move into the house. Mm-hmm. Um, they might need or move out of the house that you've just sold. Um, they might need you know gardening services mm-hmm. or um, you know introduction to the school. In, in, in that area, okay? Yep. So that's an example of a downstream referral. So something mm-hmm. who deals after you. Let's take the real estate agent again. Who deals with the real estate agent before they sell their property, right? It might be uh, a financial advisor, a mortgage broker, uh, you know, something like that, all right? Uh, an employment consultant mm-hmm. right? who's bringing people into the area or out of the area, a recruitment agent, right? So, you know, if we think like that, then we can sort of work out who happens before us and who happens after us. Mm, So, mm. Sam, for you in, in say, Black Diamond, where you're helping people grow their business, who else do they need after you, right? Mm -hmm. It might be, I need a HR specialist Mm -hmm, because mm -hmm. suddenly they need more people in their team to deliver all this new business that they're now doing. Totally. Um, You know, before... Well, who were they dealing with beforehand? Okay. Um, I know you deal with a lot of people who come out of the corporate world. Right? Mm-hmm. So, and mm-hmm. we're transitioning into their own business. Okay. So, who is it in corporate? Right. And it might be, I don't know what you call them. I'm just thinking, you know, some movies I've seen where someone comes in and fires everybody. <laughs> 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 okay, and so it's saying, here's your, here's your redundancy package. What do you, Go you know, see Sam. Uh, what, do, what do you call those people, right? Um, uh, a career strategist. Uh-huh, yeah. Okay, might be someone upstream from, from you, right, who doesn't do what you do but is having a conversation with your, your ideal client, right, that might be somewhat related. Mm, I find a really uh, great exercise to go through here is to sit down and really brainstorm who all of these people are, like really sit down and think who could they possibly be. And I will bet that if you are just, you know, brain dumping everything onto a piece of paper, you will come up with people that you haven't previously thought of that opens up a new idea for you to be able to go and follow. It might work, it might not, but it it may get some ideas flowing as to uh, some different people that you can work with. Yeah. So there's opportunities like that. And obviously there's some that are going to be really aligned where you can go, you know, potentially one for one or two for one or whatever it is. But there are also other ways that we can help each other. We could promote, cross promote. You could do a podcast for somebody. Mm-hmm. Um, you could promote their social media posts or share their lead magnets with your audience, bring them in as a guest expert mm-hmm. on, uh, on a webinar as well. And that's another way that you can cross promote. Uh, each other, right? Ultimately, referrals is referral partners is really about taking someone and putting them on a pedestal as an expert, you know, to your audience and transferring some of that trust. 
yeah trust. exactly transferring that trust totally so that's partnering with aligned businesses the the other thing that that you mentioned is your your current clients or your or your customers and i find that a lot of people feel weird because they don't understand when to ask for the referral or quite how to ask for the referral. Now, one of the things that I learned many, many years ago is about asking at the right time. Absolutely. It is the right time. But I think even before you ask at the right time, I think it's important to pre-frame referrals. Mm-hmm. Um, one of my favorite strategies is when you initially meet a, a prospect or for the first time and you ask that question, you know, hey, where did you where did you hear about us? Mm-hmm. And they go, Oh, I saw you on TV or I saw a Facebook ad or a, or whatever else. Or, or, you know, I was listening to the podcast, which of course you should be doing because <laughs> it's awesome. Right. And Sam, congratulations on thirteen thousand downloads in uh, in, April, in April, thank that, you. That's top two percent of all podcasts, right? So, Absolutely. Um, awesome stuff. You're here. You're in that. You're in that upper echelon. Um, but pre-framing is really, really important. That if we say, "Hey, look, that's great," you know, but uh, it's it's really interesting you say that because most of our business comes to us via referral. It's almost pre-setting the client in the client's mind that, "Hey, maybe down the track, I might be asked for a." referral mm, mm. as well. I used to have it on my business card and it said buy referral only and people actually looked at it and go, oh, you must be exclusive. <laughs> wow, that is so cool. <laughs> yeah, and, and uh, I actually had one person say, am I able to refer myself? <laughs> <laughs> well, if you want to, we might oh, just take well, your business. We, <laughs> you know, we may be able to, uh, you know, but we, we, we think about it, right, you know, uh, a, a medical specialist is by referral only mm-hmm. and that makes them both higher priced, mm, but also more exclusive. exclusive, harder to get into. And that has a, a certain perceptions around. We don't just take anybody. It's by referral only. Mm. So there's lots of little strategies we can play to pre-frame even before we get to that point in, as you were sort of alluding to this, and mm. in your you know, delivery where the client's recognized incredible value and we get that opportunity to ask. Mm. Be- yeah, because we do need to be able to ask at some point. There are definitely going to people that will refer without being asked, but there's also times where it's like, okay, uh, let's ask for the referral. Now, where I was alluding to before is that many people ask for a referral when they have finished with that client or when the client is finishing up. And that's not always when the clients are at the highest energy vibe. So if you only deal with a client for a very short period of time or you only have one interaction, then obviously you're going to be asking them as they're leaving or finishing up. But if you work with a client over, you know, a 12-week period or maybe even a 12-month period, where at the process are they at the highest vibe? Where are they where they get that first win where they're just on cloud nine? Because if you can ascertain where that point is, that is the time to ask for the referral. Yeah, absolutely. And it is that value check-in. You should, in your delivery process, have have a value check-in, right? You know, hey, by this point, you've got to hear, how do you feel about that first win? And they're going, oh, my God, it was great. 
you can't just assume that they've had that value win. You've got to ask, I think, to make sure that someone says, Sam, we're at this point now, just curious, right? What's been the best part of the journey for you so far? And you're going to go, think of all the amazing things. I swear we had this and we had that. And oh my God, my real, you know, my revelation was this. And all right. And at that point you can, you've, you've banked all that kind of goodwill. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. Now there's, now there's the opportunity for you to then, you know, take a deposit out. Yeah. To say, say- hey, look, you know, that's great. Hey, just curious, you know, do you know someone who might be looking for some of the similar outcomes that we've just achieved yes. for you? If I haven't banked that stuff, and you ask, you're not going to get the same result. Mm-hmm. Totally. Let's talk about its incentives because there's often a lot of conversation around, should I offer an incentive? Should I not offer an incentive? And I think there's definitely room for both. What about what about you, Tim? Yeah, look, I, I think so. But I think the incentive has to be, has to be actually an incentive, right? Mm-hmm. I know incentive-based referrals are far more common uh, in the US than they are here in Australia. Um, but I, rem- I want to tell a, a quick story. I remember quite a few years ago, now it would have been 10 or 15 years ago, uh, a guy that was doing some local area marketing um, developed an incentive program and presented it to me and said, hey, would you be, you know, you can refer businesses into me and I'll give you an incentive. And I think it worked out to 0.07 cents per household in the sort of catchment area for a particular business. And it may have worked out to like seven, somewhere between seven and $15. Mm-hmm. If I referred him, I was going to earn somewhere between seven and $15. Now it was recurring. Mm-hmm. So slightly better, but still seven and 50, seven to 15 bucks for, for me, which wasn't a big enough incentive for me mm. to keep it top of mind. Mm. And the reason you're offering an incentive ultimately is to keep it top of mind with your client and or your referral partner so that they go, this is going to be awesome. Personally, I'm a fan of actually the incentive being, we're just going to get a better outcome for the your people. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Right. But that's not always, and then particularly when it's not reciprocal, right. If there's an upline upstream or downstream, you may want to offer an incentive that's attractive enough that that person says, yep, I'm going to keep that in mind. And when I do come across somebody that's, no, this is who I'm going to, you know, I'm going to introduce. Yeah, absolutely. Now, I think you said something before we go on. I think you said something again before the podcast. This is another reason we should we should <laughs> record record our, <laughs> our pre episodes. Um, <laughs> is that the the incentive doesn't have to be monetary. Totally. Thank you for the reminder. I was saying that it doesn't necessarily mean to uh, have to be you know, you referred me one person, I'll give you this amount. It could be uh, something that is banked over the year. So at the end of the year, your top 10 referral partners get, you know, to go on, you know, a fancy dinner cruise with you, or maybe they get a, a travel voucher or or something like that. It doesn't necessarily mean need to be uh, a monetary payment for every single referral. Look, sometimes um, it'd just be a like a little handwritten card that says, "Hey, thanks for that referral. Really appreciated." Totally. So is a great client, and I really appreciate introducing this. You know, yeah. To- I've never had someone say, "No, I don't want that bottle of wine, Sam." When I hand it over. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I'm, I'm curious, Sam. How how important are referrals to to your business? Very important. Very important. They're the best form of um, 
actually, let me put it in a different way. They are the highest conversion of any type of marketing because you've already got the transfer trust from someone else. So having a sales conversation with someone that's been referred is a lot easier. Yeah. It's almost, it's, it's not selling then, is it? It's, are we a good fit? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. It's like, oh, you want to work with me? Okay. You know, it's, it's, that, it's that easy. So um, yeah, they're, they're super, super important. Yeah, absolutely. And I, look, I would agree with the same. I think all of my all of my best clients have come via referral, and that's that's pretty telling. I think if and if you're not working this strategy somewhere into your marketing mix, I think you're really missing out on lots of opportunities. Absolutely, I agree. You get the best clients from referrals, and as you mentioned earlier, Tim, in the absence of a referral, if you can't get a referral, always try and get a testimonial. Yeah, agreed. I mean, either, either way, you, you know, same opportunity. Client has recognised value. Don't just ask for a testimonial. Ask for a referral if they're not comfortable doing that. Then ask for a testimonial. Absolutely. Awesome. So I hope you got uh, some ideas from today's episode. We'd love you to share this with someone that you know that would like to create a referral strategy or would benefit from creating a referral strategy in their business. And if you liked this topic and you want to stay notified as we drop episodes every Tuesday and Thursday, just scroll to the top of your app and hit that follow or subscribe button. Tim, thank you so much for joining me again this week. Look, awesome to be here and, you know, to talk about one of my favourite topics. Brilliant. Thanks so much. We'll catch you on the flip side. Ciao. Thanks for joining me for this episode of the Influence by Design podcast. If you want more, head over to samanthariley.global forward slash podcast for the show notes and links to today's gifts and sponsors. And if you're looking to connect with other coaches and experts who are growing and scaling their business too, come and join the Coaches Course Creators and Speakers group on Facebook. The links are all waiting for you over at samanthariley.global.